today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Let's bring in Alyssa Freeman, public relations consultant, Alyssa PR, AlyssaFreeman.com. She is with us now. Thank you for the time, Alyssa. Hope you're doing well. I am, Scott. And how about you? So far, so good. Lots to talk about today. Let's get to the vaccination uh, situation that we're in. I was absolutely stunned about two or three days ago when, like, maybe 10 minutes before I was going on the air, I'm watching the Prime Minister's press conference, and he nonchalantly says, well, we're not going to get ours at the same time as everybody else because we don't make them anymore. And, again, he, he sort of pres- he said it as if everybody knew what he was talking about. And I've got medical officials on the show that have just been absolutely stunned at where we are. What are your thoughts about this PR nightmare? This is not because, you know, we're at the back of the line just because some, some countries make the vaccines and some don't, such as Canada. You know, there's been, uh, in the the last five to ten years, many uh, of the big pharmaceuticals have been consolidating their work. And and most of it is done overseas, with the exception of also um, there are factories also in um, the U.S. What happened here, from what I can discern, Scott, is that they just put their order in late. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Somebody, you know, took too much of a beat. Oh, maybe we should wait. You know, typical maybe bureaucracy that goes on because once a bureaucrat, always a bureaucrat, people. So we put our order in late. So it's like going to the bakery. You take a number. And if you get there early, you get a good number. And if you get there late, you're going to wait. It's amazing how uh, the Prime Minister is spinning this as an approval issue. We have to make sure that it's safe when, in fact, it will be approved around the same time as the FDA approves all of this. That's not the issue. The issue is when is it going to arrive on our on our shores. So again, we were wondering if maybe it was a deal that was signed wrong or incorrectly, but now we are hearing more and more that they just waited too long to get in line. Well, 100%. So what they're trying to do, like when, when something like this happens, when you know you've screwed up, you try to look for the silver lining. And in this case, the quote-unquote silver lining is is that we're going to have about 3 million doses. Don't know see what's going to happen to the other 33 million people in Canada, but there will be 3 million doses, which are apparently supposed to go be divvied up and go to frontline healthcare workers and Canadians over 80. Well, that in no way is going to even cover that particular demographic. So, yeah, yeah, we're going to get some doses, but the but from what I can discern, this is going to take all of 2021 until we all get our COVID vaccine. It just seems that this, you know, and, and of course I'm making it political here, but it just seems that, that this prime minister is not focused on basic needs and wants of the average Canadian. Instead, busy standing up in front of the world uh, preaching a new reset. I, I mean, it's just that he does not have, it appears, he does not have his eye on the ball here. Too busy trying to make us feel good with fuddled little issues that just don't matter. Well, you know, probably too busy trying to make us feel good by making sure that we still have dollars in our pockets, to be to be fair. Not that I'm coming down on one side or the other. But, you know, what happens in these type of things, Scott, is that it's the people around you. You hire good people because the Prime Minister can't do everything. But there's a lot of experts around him and a lot of bureaucrats around him that especially, you know, Dr. Theresa Tam and the public health, um, you know, the federal public health, they know what's coming down the pipe. 
They know that there's going to be a vaccine. They know they have to start working on a rollout now and not later or three months ago and not now. So I would have to say that it's the timing of looking at issues. And sometimes people can only, you know, they compartmentalize. Well, we're just going to work on this right now and then we'll worry about vaccine rollout and we'll have to deal with that as the time comes. Well, guess what? The time has come. So in terms of mismanagement, you know, the prime minister has to stand up there and talk to the mismanagement. But honestly, it's the people in Health Canada and public health that have really held this all up. And now guess who's left holding the bag? Well, it's the guy who's leading the country. So how does the prime minister sell this moving forward? And I'm just surprised Canadians are so complacent in just accepting, you know, it's as if almost, you know, you know, we're letting other people go ahead of us. No, that's not it at all. We were we were slow. And and it, are, are you surprised the Canadians are still accepting of lack of action just to feel good? I am not sure, actually, Scott, that Canadians are so are being so accepting of this, to be quite honest. And I think the only way that we're going to know that is if somebody and somebody probably is right now doing a poll, uh, gauging, taking the temperature of Canadians, no pun intended, of how they feel about being at the back of the line when it comes to the COVID vaccine. And then we're going to know, then we're going to know. And then once we get that information and everybody's going to get that information at once, unless the liberals are doing their own, their own um, study and they will tailor their messages accordingly. Now, the other thing that he might be doing, and I don't know this, you know, it's sort of under promise over deliver. Well, we're only, we're going to get 3 million. Who knows? Maybe that'll turn out to be 6 million. Maybe that will turn out to be 10 million. But I think that what he's doing is, and, and, and remember, you know, this is a big deflection, right? He just sort of threw this in the way, exactly as you said, you know, oh, and by the way, we're not going to be getting it first. And, oh, whose problem is that? Well, that was during the Harper years when they decided to no longer ma- manufacture vaccines here. No, the Mulroney oh. years. It was like 30 oh. some odd years ago, of which well, has been like, several well, liberal leaders since then. <laughs> well, let's pull out, of, you know, any, any conservative prime minister and blame it on him. So that will work for about 30 seconds. But I think, and I'll call it here, that if they don't get their act together on this, and maybe we are going to get more than 3 million vaccines by March, this could definitely become a wedge issue. And it doesn't matter about all those people who have served money in their pockets. That doesn't matter. What matters is, is they see everybody around them getting a vaccine, especially in the States. So the more people who get a vaccine in the States, other things that I've been hearing is they're going to be able to restart their economy faster. And that could be a problem for us because then again, we're behind. We're not just behind in getting vaccines. We're behind in restarting our economy. So uh, what I find just astounding in all of this is this is the first leader, the, uh, the, the leader that will quickly stand up and preach transparency. And I don't know why they continue to coddle us and treat us like little children, as opposed to just telling us what the heck is going on. Well, you do remember that famous line from uh, William Lyon Mackenzie King, conscription, but not necessarily conscription. Yeah. <laughs> How about if we just change that to uh, 2020 transparency, but not necessarily transparency? So moving forward, will this get worse? Will this get better? It better get better. That's all I can say. I think that this is the worst case scenario right now in terms of our lack of getting the vaccine as we need it and to keep up with the rest of the world. 
um, this absolutely has to get better and it can't get worse. And and I think what was interesting, too, on the on the news is that, first of all, there's a first minister's uh, meeting happening, I believe it's on December 10th. And as an interesting point, Scott, it hasn't been since 2004 since the first ministers have met to specifically talk about health. So think about that for a second. Mm. Yet, they all showed a united front that at each and every one of their co- press conferences from one, you know, from east to west, that they said, so why are we behind? Why are we behind? When are we getting our vaccines? So every premier, obviously there was some sort of conference call that went on or people just called everybody to make sure that they were all in line with the same messaging. But from coast to coast to coast, you heard every premier with the same message. And, you know, how often do you hear a consolidated message among uh, a diverse group of premiers? I would probably have to say not often. But in this case, this is, you know, united they stand. And this provides a very, very strong front and also a very, very strong foe when that meeting does happen and he has to face all the premiers. All right. Uh, quickly want to weigh in for about 30 seconds on what's happening at that Etobicoke restaurant. You know, uh, it, it's amazing. I was looking at the the footage the other day and, you know, it's like every fringe group from the left and the right are there, whether it's uh, Antifa, whether it's uh, uh, QAnon, they're all there. So they're all jumping on this guy's cause. I don't think too many care about him, though. Well, cause, and I would put that, you know, in, in quotation marks. But, you know, let, let's be clear about this barbecue place. You know, eating indoors was not a big part of that business. You know, eating, t- picking up and uh, taking out was a big part of the business. Yeah. So you can't tell me that this is, you know, he was suffering because people couldn't sit inside. No, this was 110% already bolstering the uh, narrative that he said a few, you know, quite uh, quite a while ago that, you know, don't tell me what to do. I'll do as I like. So the fact that he has, you know, these people that are, quote unquote, supporting him, a lot of them, are, you're right, they're, they're, they're QAnons. They just sort of go out to the, uh, the cause du jour, and that's who they support. Not only that, but, I mean, he has a number of sort of, you know, bylaw transgressions with, with respect to even running his restaurant. And the worst part is, Scott, is that here he has people coming in flouting public health uh, protocol. Nobody's wearing a mask. And the worst thing that can happen, the worst thing while people are screaming and shouting that they should have their rights and, you know, COVID is fake, is that one of them will, heaven forbid, get COVID. And then that that whole narrative will come crashing down. Hmm. So, you know, the more you try and push this without any respect to, you know, human life and, and disregard to public health regulations, sure, there are a lot of people who are, quite honestly, who who, who love this guy and who love his brisket. Personally, I think there's a couple other places I'd rather go in the city. Alyssa Freeman's been with us, public relations consultant, Alyssa PR. Alyssa, as always, thank you so much for the time. Be well. And you too, Scott. Thanks for having me. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.